This is a trigger warning. This week's episode, we talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, cutting. Mature content ahead. Please be advised. Welcome to Idle Talk. Just interrupted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in post. <clears throat> Welcome to Idle Talk. Today, we have a guest, Chris Marie. Introduce yourself. You're... <laughs> I said I was going to do it. Okay. What? Oh, I'm Chris Marie. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. What's your favorite color? Uh, pink and black. What's your sign? Gemini. Favorite YouTube channel? Corey Kenshin. Oh, what do they do? Corey X Kenshin. He's a um, gamer. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, today's episode. Flip the switch. Pull the switch? Flip the switch. Oh. <laughs> Bro, I can't ad lib. Like, you ad lib during mine, and I, and I, stay, and I stay the course. And you just... uh, today's episode is about anxiety, depression, and its correlation of how it's integrating within our culture and how much is being spoke spoken into the into the world Mm -hmm. so you brought up the topic yeah yeah uh what are your thoughts on it well the reason why this topic really particularly interested me is because me personally i found well even from a kid i used to have like like at five years old i used to have panic attacks um, I didn't realize that that's what that was until a teenager and I had it one again, but I used to have panic attacks about, you know, death and morality. Yep. At five. Um, and I felt like when I started like discovering YouTube, getting on YouTube, uh, like a huge amount of people started saying, um, I have anxiety or I have depression or I suffer with this. And I was like, wow, all of these people out of nowhere, out of nowhere, just have anxiety and depression and i found that strange what so you were having panic attacks at the age of five right yeah about death, death? yes you were introduced to death by the age of five and what well way? for some reason i have a very uh hyper awareness mm-hmm. and so being in church when they talk about life and death i oh, completely yeah, <laughs> i completely understood what that was like it wasn't like a huh what is death does that mean they're sleeping forever like i was like like no i know gone. yeah and so even when i when it resurfaced as an adult it was like just the image of being in complete blackness and just mm. thinking there was nothing and no one and i'm just there internally that i know that that in like a state of just like being there yeah okay so i know that in the sense of christianity and a, a bunch of other um, religions like that's not what it is but that's where my mind went as a kid so that's what would cause panic attacks and so when you you got on youtube mm-hmm. you think it was just the fact that the world is now connected and now you are stumbling upon the same interests quote-unquote as no. other people or you just thought it was like hmm, all of a sudden everybody is sad yeah because i feel like it got to a point where 
they probably were genuinely feeling this anxiety and depression, but it came like now everyone's like, oh yeah, I have anxiety and depression too. And it's, it's like the extreme of anxiety and depression, like the clinical diagnosis is way more extreme than just feeling anxious sometimes and feeling depressed sometimes. So as opposed to just having a bad episode, like a bad day, as opposed to having it chronically. Like, exactly. So, so you felt it was more popular to just say you were depressed. As people opposed- were just jumping yeah. on the bandwagon. Exactly. Yeah, like They're like, trend. oh, yeah, I feel sad. Well, that means I have depression, too. And I'm like, does it really? So me and Fernando, we were talking about what is exactly like anxiety? Like, what would you define anxiety as? Um, a state of constant panic questions and uncertainty that overwhelms your mind. Does that come from a state of being hyper aware, like you were saying, like being overly aware of things? An overthinker. Possibly. I mean, for me personally, it's uh, whenever I'm not in control of a situation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm free. if I can't <laughs> <laughs> if I can't control the outcome of a situation, or if I can't um, if I if there's no way to determine the outcome. I, I get anxious mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but me getting anxious is different from a state of anxiety for me a state of anxiety is the the, the there's nothing actually causing that to happen mm-hmm. and yet I'm still in that state consistently to the point where it's almost paralyzing like moving and acting mm-hmm. feels like it's too much work mm. so you just you just feel frozen yeah like a deer like in headlights, in headlights yep so like yeah. How, like when do you feel that way like do you wake up and you're like i can't move because i'm overly anxious or what does that look like for you in that for me um in the past it looked like actual panic attacks i i had one like when i was in high school it's like just walking with a group of friends and all of a sudden i just felt other like i just felt different i felt like this is not not like I, I don't know I overthought the situation I felt out of place I felt like like what was the point of it and all of a sudden I just had a pan- I was panicking I didn't know I was having a panic attack and then actually recently like leading up to this this podcast literally the past couple of days I was like dang this is crazy I feel like shit right now I feel like I like I don't know how this day is going like the weekends are always full of anxiety for me because I don't know and I can't control it was this adding more stress to you? In the sense of it's something unknown to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning now to allow myself to just Are you calm chill. now? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Define calm. I'm mm. not I'm I'm anxious but not I'm I'm up. not I don't feel like anxiety. Like if you yeah. like a I yeah. don't feel like I'm in a state of panic. I'm just like, okay, I Do you hope feel this like goes well. Pre performance like jitters, like like when you go on stage, like, oh, I'm nervous, but you're not really like, yeah, yeah, yeah like that, yeah. right? I think when we talk about anxiety, like I was speaking before, it's not, it's not something where you have an overwhelming sense of like, oh, I have this extra energy, but you have to have this sense of fear of the unknown mm-hmm. and not knowing where that sense of fear is coming from. I don't think anxiety can be pinpointed to an A exact thing. thing, person object exactly is just the unknown and that's where you're constantly getting your anxiety from Mm -hmm. there's been moments where i've had panic attacks very few in between um but i've always known where it was coming from Mm -hmm. 
when someone is an anxious person and I've been around uh, just a handful of individuals who are anxious and they could never truly pinpoint or describe where that state was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting. I think that individuals who can pinpoint where that is coming from are not really anxious. They're just... They're having an anxious moment. Moment, yeah. Mm. Something that they can fix. Something yeah. that they can overcome. Yeah. Um, because you can't overcome the unknown. Mm-hmm. It is unknown. And, it, and it's funny because th- for me... I wasn't actually, I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety in a more like flash situation. So I was going through a lot. I went into a psych ER for three days Mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, you have anxiety and depression, which is why I kind of claim it, don't claim it because I didn't see a doctor over. This is a diagnosis that doctors give you after months of analyzation. Is that a word? Yeah, Analyzation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine. You that's say, not a word. You gotta say more confidently if it's not a word. I, I was. Analyzation. Months yeah. of analyzation. You know, they gave me the express package for three days. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't really take that info with that much. But they even gave me medication that I did not take because my mom, my mom's a nurse and she was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, they, they shouldn't do that. You need more time to. And I was like, okay. Um, but they, with, even with like depression, the second time I went to a psychiatrist, they said, oh, you sound like you're suffering with depression. And I realized for me personally, and even a lot of people who do deal with it and were medically diagnosed, um, that depression and anxiety end up going hand in hand a lot for people. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, I don't, being in this moment, I realized that every time I felt anxious, even though in that moment, I didn't feel like I could pinpoint it to something. I there was something I could pinpoint it to looking like outside looking in what it wouldn't be a specific person or a situation but maybe a way I was living my life that I wanted to change and didn't have the guts to you were you weren't brave enough to actually face your exactly insecurities at that moment exactly so where I feel like when I was told for the second time that I had depression as opposed to anxiety I was like okay because when I'd get depressed I'd stay in bed all day and not want to do anything. And then when I stayed in bed all day and not want to do anything, I'd get anxious about my life because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything with my life. I can't control. Exactly. And so the reason why, though, that I hate that it's become this trend is because Mm -hmm. there is a fix, Mm-hmm. Right. The awareness is good, mm-hmm. yeah. but the problem is people are too like, and now I started taking medication and everything's great. And I'm like, okay, but what about the self work? Yeah. To, to not be dependent on medication yeah. because I stopped seeing a psychiatrist. Nobody's actually prescribed me medication outside of that one moment. I don't see one regularly. Now the most I do for my mental health is I pray, I read my Bible, I go to church and I actually sit down and talk to myself. Yeah. Do you think that's how good? often do you talk to yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't talk to myself in a weird like, "Hey, Chris Marie, how's it going? <laughs> Everything's good, yeah, Chris Marie." But it's more of like I ask myself questions, like, question. <laughs> "Why? Like, why did I? Like, why did you find this moment to be an anxious moment?" I journal. I try to do stuff. I'm not perfect at it because 
I'd be like, nah, I want to fucking go to sleep. Fuck mm-hmm. this journaling. Fuck, fuck this. And I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up the next morning like, damn, I should have done that shit. Like, you should have so you should have stayed, yeah. stayed consistent. Yeah. Is journaling part of your, like a routine for you? Is it part of it or? Journaling itself, no, I'm trying to make it mm-hmm. be because it's helped when I do. Like even feeling anxious to come here, I wrote it down. I wrote down why. And I was like, and it, even though it still felt prevalent, throughout the day it didn't feel like as heavy that's a journaling is a self-soothing um way of getting over things like when i write in my when i write in my own journal the things that i usually have in it when i go to the gym i write down what i've done so i can have a consistent um graph of how i've progressed but then there's also other like entries of how i felt how these certain interactions have made me feel and what I want to do and what I want to achieve. When you are speaking to yourself to work on things, it's a form of manifestation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first step of growth, of self-improvement. Have you ever had a state of anxiety, Fernando? <laughs> okay, let's that, diagnose. Head let's diagnose my my state of anxiety because I feel like I'm playing chess, like every so often, like especially when I don't know like situations I'm gonna get into. So, especially in stressful situations where I'm going to a new place, I don't know anybody there, right? Let's say I'm with somebody okay. or I'm by myself, and it's like, all right, this is one of the eighty thousand things that could happen, right? Everything could go good. The one the one like Doctor Strange reality, like you succeed in one reality yeah. out of the thirteen million that he said. That's how I picture it. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, so the one reality, everything goes great. Without a, there's no flaws, everything goes without a hitch, right? There's no like errors, right? But then I'm just like, fuck, what about the other thirteen million possible things that could happen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not just using that that example just because it's a pop culture reference, but like like, yeah, I just sometimes be overanalyzing things. I'm like, what if this car stops right now and then gets out and is fighting with the person on the inside of the car? <laughs> like, what do I do? Do I just drive around? What if that guy kills that person? What if oh the other God. person kills the driver, right? Like, am I now, like, not do you drive doing... around the murder? Yeah. Do I... <laughs> or, or do I, like, step in? What if I get murdered by the yeah. one guy or the other guy? What if they both murder me? What if there's... they see what that, that I saw co- the yeah, murder and yeah. it was like, yo, it's now you? Now it's a problem, right? And, like, what if there's somebody in the car with me? Does that now change my course of action? What if, like, if it's my mom, definitely driving around. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting into nothing crazy, right? What if it's if it's you? Do we stop? Do we go in and stop? Like, Drive around, st- bro. <laughs> <laughs> if it's my sister, go around. I don't care. I'm, I might hit somebody in the way just to like make sure. Like so, just overanalyzing those kind of just situations yeah. where it's like, fuck, so many things could happen right now, and it could be caused by like the smallest thing. Like it's yeah, never. Domino effect. Yeah, it's like it never starts off. It rarely starts off with something huge happening. Right? Always has to build from something. Yeah, exactly. So no one just starts beef out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's true. <laughs> he's not even thinking about you. He's thinking about the people in the yeah, car. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, something had to happen, right? He's like, what if maybe what if, they were supposed to make a right and they made a left and now she's tight. <laughs> <laughs> what if he's been asking her what she wanted to eat for like an hour and oh she's like, God. whatever you want, and he just got fed up over over like suggesting places and, and she's, she's saying like, no. Yeah, like what if that happened? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know what what caused it, but. Something like again, like a, the, the domino effect that you were saying, things mm-hmm. just happen, lead up to things. So, I find myself being aware of that. Just like, dude, relax. Just get to your place. Like, get to wherever you gotta go. Especially in 
like the road trip I had this summer, like mm. when I'm driving through the middle of the country, because I definitely know there's some spots you don't want to go to. Yeah. That they're not friendly <laughs> in those spots, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, not friendly. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, fuck, I need to get gas here. Because if I don't get gas here, what if the next station is in that place? They told me not to go. And then I have to get out. What if they don't take card? They only cash some place, they only take cash. And it's like, fuck, okay, do I have enough cash? What if I pull out all my cash and then boom, rob me? I'm just like, okay. I have all this stuff in my car, all this expensive <laughs> ass shit in my car. They steal my car, and I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere. No phone, no no wallet. Like, what am I? What am I supposed to do in a place where I'm not welcome, quote unquote? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're in the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, the front door might say "Welcome, we're open." <laughs> yeah. There's a little star sign. It's like <laughs> white people only. Like, <laughs> 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 Highly recommended. You I don't know why I'm picturing you literally all of that going on in your head and you doing do 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 while yeah, driving, literally. just like literally, literally calm as fuck. Yep. In your head, you're like, oh my fucking. God. Yeah. So, and then, <laughs> question like, what are you thinking about? I'm like, yeah, oh my God, I just to repeat everything I just thought about would take some time, mm-hmm. but. But sometimes I just be sitting there doing that, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm driving. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The amount of times I've zoned out and be like, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> he wouldn't know. I'd be guilty. Like, you'd be in the car when that happens. <laughs> I, I don't even notice that. I'll be in you know what I mean? Noticing, like, oh, let me get back in my lane. <laughs> I trust you. I trust I trust you. When, when it comes to people that I trust in a vehicle... And it just goes like left or right. I'm just like, ah, whatever. It has to be a real jerk. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa where are you going? <laughs> oh, I, man. We're speaking about these um, anxiety and depression. I think it's really, we're in a really good state where as a community, as a, as a civilization, as a society, we are putting this in the forefront because mm-hmm. our past generation has dealt with their own traumas and now we're dealing with our own and we're dealing is, with theirs too because they put that on us as well yeah they they definitely Parents, put that on yeah. us i think they did their best that they could of course but their best that they could is only what they're good at and they weren't emotionally trained they weren't emotionally intelligent and i think mm-hmm. now this bandwagon type of thing that everyone has anxiety and depression uh it just speaks on how relevant this topic is mental health and it's awareness now when we're speaking about depression i think too many people fall headfirst into their own sorrows Mm. and think of the first exit the easiest and that's death or non-existence Mm -hmm. what is what is your experience with like depression uh with depression well that's how i ended up in the hospital was because I was in this constant state of, um, I didn't think I was good enough. So no matter how much people said I was, no matter how much people would try to convince me, I just felt like I wasn't doing enough, especially because growing up in, I feel like a lot of people grow up in this household, but like in my household, like, so my parents are Jamaican, my whole Mm -hmm. family has this very concept of like, become a nurse, become this, like make money. And and I and it was so toxic for 
they, like like you said they tried the best they could but that still put trauma onto us mm-hmm. and it didn't it took me a while to stop blaming them and just understand that shit happened but in that moment it just felt like i was in this extremely toxic environment that i wanted to escape and i'm like i'm better than you guys i'm gonna get out by 18 da, 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 da. and then when mm-hmm. i hit 18 and i'm not that it was like it what the fuck heart. am i doing yeah and i'm still there so i'm not only just dealing with that mental mental dialogue i'm also dealing with the dialogue that they're putting towards me yeah. as well so i'm like i'm not making money i'm not doing this i'm not doing that i like i was extremely smart but i also slacked a lot so i didn't show up to class all the classes i went to got 90s in the classes i didn't obviously failed so i was like <laughs> yo i fucked up i did this to myself and so it was like this this constant cycle of negative um self-talk which is a lot of what depression is is just negative self-talk and for me i ended up not wanting to just be around people i was cutting so i had i would come i would smoke in the morning go to school smoke before class go to class smoke after class go to work smoke after work go home take a shower smoke in the shower go back to sleep wake How up that way? Smoke, smoke in the, in the shower? shower yeah we both, so we both so, spotted that <laughs> so we had we had one of those sliding like those sliding doors and there was a window right in my bathroom so i just smoked i had a a, a pipe that yeah. would look like a lipstick bullet okay so i just smoked from that blow it out the window the neighbors smoke so it was like oh we smell weed i would take essential oils pour it everywhere in the bathroom making sure it just like all you smelt was the fragrance of the essential oils. yeah and so i would smoke i was and then at night while i was smoking i would just cut i would just cut myself and then just go back to sleep and then like just start over and I would kind of put it in obvious places, put it in unobvious places because it was like, I want help, but I don't want people to think I'm weak. Mm-hmm. You don't want to ask for it? Yeah. Because it felt like if somebody cared enough, it would happen. That you think they would notice. Yeah. Yeah. And there was people who I would confide into like, oh yeah, I cut da-da-da. But it was people who was going through the same thing. So they're, yeah. they're going to want to support me, but also... But they're dealing with their exactly. own So depression ended up just looking like that consistently to the point where I just stopped going to class sometimes and there would be days I just stayed in bed all day and then my grandfather passed away so that shit didn't fucking help yeah <laughs> I, I felt like even more into like this darkness I went to Jamaica to we went to bury him that was like just a whole I kept trying to my thing was I was always trying to be positive mm-hmm. like I feel like I was always trying to tell myself no there's hope there's more to this even though I felt like I'm not, nah, I don't even want to be here right now. Like, just take me now. Like, I have journal entries be like, just take me. Like, and then I was like, but God, I don't want to die. Because <laughs> again, I had anxiety as a kid about yeah. death. So do I really want to die? Because yeah. I'm already afraid of that. And then it got to a point where I was just like, yo, I need help. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is my journey. Because some people with that depression, they don't. They don't want to seek help for some reason. Like I, I, and that's something I could, I can't personally understand. And I was like, really? yeah, well, you don't understand that's that. Surprising about like, wanting to not yeah. wanting to seek help. Yeah, because if it, so far in that story, it felt like you, you weren't. You no, weren't I can seeking. understand why people feel like some type of way, but I was like, there has to be. I didn't want my life to just be a suicide story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people, like, that's why I think it's dangerous that this is being romanticized. 
Because I remember being on Tumblr and you see these these people having like cuts on their arms and like posting it. And I had to, there was a point where I had unfollowed all those people because I'm like, I'm just influencing this romanticization. In your own life. Exactly. Not actually seeking help because this is at this point now i'm saying i want to stay stuck because it's a comfort there's yeah. a comfort in being depressed if that's all you know yeah. and there's a comfort in being anxious if that's all you know and that is something i had to deal with in 2020 like i had to be like yo you're seeking this shit like you yeah. want this you want this heartbreak you was in so <laughs> much you was in so much relationship drama for the past five to eight years that you're like yo who am i without it Okay. And 2020 was like, nah, bitch, you, you, you bugging. Yeah. That gives a good pause, right? From reality. I mean, I was that? still at work. That's, yeah. That shit fucking pissed me off. But yeah. I just feel like it is because it's just like everything stopped for like a brief one month. Like everybody stopped. And then, you know, like, all right, essential workers go back outside. Like we yeah. need no, you. No, essential workers were still working. <laughs> well, there was no the real essential I was, workers. I, like, I was the working nurses, in a bank. Police, da, 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 and then like everybody else started to, like, as we were getting approved to go back outside, everybody yeah. else started tinkering back I in. I was still at work as a banker. As a banker? Yes. Police I was still money. at work. Even though we were closed, they were, we still had to be at work to I tell them. dealing with customers. Hey, we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> you had to tell people. <laughs> Yo, that shit was I, I'm so got, happy I got fired from that job. I'm so happy. You got fired? Yeah. It's a bank. So if you have a difference more than one time, even if you didn't do shit, they, at some point, they're like, you got to go. Damn. You took your phone out at the wrong time and you could get fired. So That's crazy. That's- I'm so shocked about the bank policies. <laughs> <laughs> I think my philosophy with uh, depression and happiness and anxiety is like, that those are all extreme emotions. It is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think we kind of aim for them. We're like, I want to be happy consistently. <laughs> yeah. And then in my head, logically, I'm like, I don't think that's possible. I think we have to be okay with being in the middle, which I would classify the middle as being at peace with yourself. Like just being okay with whatever is coming your peace, way. Peace, joy. Yeah. So like, but to be happy all the time, it's like... That's an extreme emotion, and to either fake that twenty four seven, fake that happiness. Oh, that's emotionally like, stressful. Yeah, that is taxing on yourself, your soul, your your body, and then to be depressed all the time too is taxing on your soul, your body. Like you start, you start to react to things differently than you normally would, and I feel like let's romanticize being in the middle, being okay, being mm-hmm. at peace with whatever comes our way, because we do want to peak to happiness. And we and it is necessary for us to take that low every once in a while, like yeah. that. That teaches us just different things. It's like when you get connected to a machine at the hospital, right? It's writing your your heartbeat or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like going up and down, symbolizing mm-hmm. that. Like I feel like life is symbolic in that way. Like we need to, we need the up and ups and downs. Because if we I were like, if I we like were that. in the middle, that. <laughs> If we were in the middle, you're dead. You're dead, exactly. So Yo, we need the ups and downs. A, that that you should coin that. That was perfect. That was a perfect so, analogy. So I feel like under like for me understanding that like I need the ups and downs. I need the peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. If I was to be okay with everything every every day every single time, it's like am I alive or am I just surviving through life? Like no, I need to be happy at sometimes. I need to be sad sometimes. I need to work my way up work my way down like mm-hmm. i need to keep striving to be okay in all aspects and not yeah. just i only want to be happy because that's 
it distracts me from what's really going on or I'm okay with being sad because then I can justify the things I'm not doing and say it's because I'm sad, you know? Yeah. And you I give feel. yourself a break in those sad moments too. Exactly, because being happy all the time is like you're like in a constant high, right? And you mm-hmm. forget like things aren't always this way. And so when it finally when you finally crash down from that high place, it's like, oh, fuck, this is real life. This is, <laughs> this is what <laughs> this I'm is going real through. Life? Oh my God, I was so happy yesterday, like... Oh, now all this thing, all these things are happening, and now I'm I'm in reality again, and it's and it's like the the fall is is that's why addicts have that that drop is fucking crazy. It's um like you said, we're chasing extremes. Yeah, yeah, we're chasing these small glimpses of moments. Like our the best parts of our lives are just brief small moments compared to everything else, and the and so worst, are the worst parts. And so are the worst parts. You just have to realize that everything else falls dead center. And as as a society, when I'm speaking as a society, I'm saying America, mm-hmm. we always aim for the extremes. Big this, big that. Yeah. So we go for like the happiest. I want to be happy all the time. And I think when people say that they're sad, they're aiming to be as sad as they can possibly be. Yeah. They try to dig themselves a little bit further down. You think it's, it's to justify the way that they're feeling or how they're yeah they're reacting to it? It's just like for um for the for the exact same reason is like this cycle, and when you get anxiety, you get depression. But to to justify that you're gonna fall back into that cycle, you have to you have to take the next step. You have to continue repeating. You yeah. can't change your mindset. Yeah. And it just gets lower and lower. And the same thing with people who are on the highs, they just keep aiming for that that repeating thing, but not knowing that if you if you um if you aim to repeat, it's not gonna be a genuine thing. So it's never gonna be another high. Like your good your best moments, your happiest, yeah, are something that comes organically, yeah. naturally. And trying to repeat it, it, trying to repeat it, it's not the same feeling. So thus, you're still in that cycle trying to keep forcing it to still feel that organic happiness that you felt. Wow. Whole Foods commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Organic. (laughs) Wow. I really, I'm I'm enjoying this, this conversation because the, even with the perspective of like wanting that, that middle that middle ground is the real aim, but everyone is searching for the the most extreme versions. And um, balance, we need to find a balance. In, and and the funny thing ourselves. is, in this in this in these past couple of days for me, like I said, like this past week, so I've I'm, I haven't had an appetite, and this is nothing to do with like anxiety, depression. I literally have been having like digestive issues where my stomach is like, I don't want this food, I won't want that food. So I've just I can't eat certain things because then it just doesn't sit well with you exactly and then i wake up the next morning in like pain so i'm like i've just been avoiding certain foods um but with my blood sugar being low because apparently i deal with that uh, because of family issues and um just being in this state of like slight anxiousness like anticipating this moment not because of anything other than it's just like i've been recently taking steps to better my life for myself growth and I've been taking these steps and so like every time I get closer and it's something new I get a little anxious but this is the closest that I've gotten to almost feeling an actual moment of anxiety or depression 
whilst in other moments I'm like oh I'm kind of nervous but it's okay the thing that's helped me and I didn't even notice it until I said it to someone so as Joanne knows but everyone else might not know so I'm very Christian like I'm it's not even in a way that it's obnoxious I go to <laughs> I go to a church called the Rock Churches and shameless plug um the rock churches <laughs> and uh we're basically just a church that openly emphasizes the the um the mindset of jesus which was take everybody in not not the people who are perfect not the people who are like top tier citizens it's like Build anybody a bigger table not Ex- a bigger fence exactly right? wasn't, that, wasn't that like the same? i've never heard of that but that's a good one i like that okay um thought that was the same it could <laughs> be a saying dropping sayings in this episode both of, you guys, both of cool. you guys put it on a shirt because <laughs> look you could make money off of something anyway <laughs> Um, I, I was, I was at church yesterday. We were just having a little game night or whatever. They had a little ice cream night. I can't have dairy. So I didn't enjoy that part, but I was there. I was saying to someone, I was like, yeah, I'm in this place where mentally, like I'm not okay, but like, I know everything will be okay. So for me personally, my journey with depression and anxiety has been just understanding like, and this might get a little bit spiritual, but look, if people can burn sage and do all of that and read tarot cards, like I could talk about the Holy Spirit because I don't know why people going around the room burning sage like, oh, I could tell it's you cleansing. your future. Okay. And who that's who decided how, that's that? how they cleanse. That's how they <laughs> who decided who decided on anything, really. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, like, that That is my point. Um, so like for me, it was like if I, I strengthened my relationship with God and with Jesus throughout 2020 and it was more of like a I know everything will be okay so when I had those moments when I'm thinking like yo right now I could swerve into this lane just trying to to move and somebody crash into me because they were in my blind spot or and if I crash am I gonna die or is the person gonna die if, if they die now do I have to pay that insurance oh shit do I got the money to fucking like and when those thoughts happens I was like you know what whatever happens happens Jesus take the wheel <laughs> no but for real though like I've really been going through this week happy and sad all at the same time i was i've been at peace isn't that I've, just like being alive? that middle yeah the middle yeah. but but that's the thing that's what i'm saying some people like for me finding that middle and enjoying that middle regardless of being and i'm not i have not been an extreme sad happy and i have not been a, an extreme sad but i've been in that middle state and i can actually find peace in that some people find are in that state and they feel like that they they automatically go down or they automatically try to do that thing where they're like, oh, I'm going to make my life exciting so that they could be happy. They kind of force it. Yeah. I think we need to, as an experiment, just go get some tarot card readings done. I'm not doing that I'd shit. Like that. It's why not? F- why why not? Yeah. I, I'm not doing that. Why? Why? That opens, I feel like it would be a nice as, experiment. As, I, I understand why. I understand. Just to try, you know. It's not, it's not anything. And the, the thing is, it's not that those things when done correctly by the right person aren't real mm-hmm. it's just that me being where i am i know i don't want to open the gate into certain things like <laughs> no i'm sorry i was like is that my phone vibrating i was like i could have swore i put it on mute um yeah i just me personally like if i if, it's like if as if 
um, if you're an alcoholic, you're not gonna go to the club and drink alcohol or be around people drinking <laughs> alcohol. Like you, just did. you fucking bastard! What well, he did? <laughs> you said alcohol. You like <laughs> turned his head at me. You're not an alcoholic. No, I'm not. <laughs> close, but he has his running on. Getting joke. there. I, I'm the closest thing to an alcoholic in this group, and I would assume so. Oh, by the way, what you want another shot? Yes. A three oh fingers? Gosh, you want no, you could do one or two. <laughs> it's basically the same shit. No, it's not. One <laughs> or two, not one and two. Okay, so what you were saying? You're um, like so against tarot card reading. No, I'm not against it. I'm, just I don't so want to. Close minded. No. Just hate them, right? That's the what cut? I'm. That's the vibe I'm getting. You're an instigator, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> he said. That's why you're trying to tell Juwan that he's a, a, a alcoholic. alcoholic. Yeah, he's just trying to get at me. <laughs> Here you go. It was subtle though. It wasn't like a. <clears throat> I know, but I, mean, I got it. No, I saw it, and I was just like, that couldn't be the what I thought because Joan's not an alcoholic. Yet. Yeah. Not Who knows? Yet. Yeah. I rebuke that. highs and lows. <laughs> I mean, but that that's the same thing. Is is someone an alcoholic because, because they they have, they have moments where they black out, but then they don't drink anymore, or is it something that's consistent? So. That's the same thing with anxiety it's and depression. Hard. If you have a moment of depression, Doesn't like deep depression, does that mean you're clinically depressed? Yeah. I'm. You could be diagnosed with labels the, on things. You just got to take it for what it is. But that's the problem. Do People don't know how to communicate yeah, without so labels. It's hard because you cannot. You cannot verbalize. Because the, when the you problem say clinically is clinically depressed, right? We broaden the experience but you can't verbalize everybody. someone's experience that's the exactly. problem yeah that's the problem too we but can't people want to understand so you the only way you can understand is with labels labels are necessary but they should not be the end-all be-all it's like the it's like a circle like so, so someone in 24 years of their life blacked out twice is that an alcoholic no okay cool okay <laughs> he's like okay, asking well. for a friend <laughs> No, I, I've blacked out more That's than that. It's my anxiety. That. I'm trying to prevent it. I'm trying to prevent it. I'm yeah, done. I'm so trying to think five steps That's ahead. That's why you know? I used to get high. <laughs> uh, but then I had a really bad panic attack while high one time, actually. That's happened to me. But that... No, like... Really? Y'all be having panic attacks? So... Yeah. Remember how I said I got a revisit of that memory of, you know, death, that oh, fear? Okay. Yeah. That happened while I was high. Like, I had mm. an edible... And I sat there, I was with my boyfriend at that time, and I was sitting there and I was like, yeah, I want to be with him forever until we get old. And then we, and then all of a sudden I was like, and then we die. Oh shit, we die. We and then die. that shit just kept See? spiraling. I just said, we need to appreciate the present moment. <laughs> you know, we can't be thinking about the past or the future too much because then we forget where we are. Yeah. Then right we get now. anxious. <laughs> exactly. We need to appreciate we need to stick the time we do have because we're eventually all just going to die. And yep. Like consume the moment. People are so stuck on like I would say cap trying to capture it than just letting it flow. That's why the influencers are always the one talking about anxiety or depression because their life literally circles around capturing it. capturing it. And that is what made me say at first I thought they were all faking it. Not faking it in the sense of like they never felt it, but I'm like, is that to that extreme is that what you felt but it is because they had to do that for their life but it's the problem job. was their job is showcasing their life so their highlights so now when living is a job as opposed to just being but, living now all of a sudden there's just pressure to make mm -hmm. it seem better than what it is 
and then when again when you're at that peak your peak happiness and then you crash all the way down it's like oh my god it's well the amazing thing is with that awareness it allowed people to be more real at Dude. the end of the day, depression and anxiety is a state of mind that we can deal with. And sometimes it gets to an extreme where, you know, that shit really fucks with you. But either way, the real the real work has to do with self and how because I feel like all anxiety, all mental health derives from trauma and um, defense mechanisms we put up from trauma. And unless we understand why that defense mechanism is there and a better way to cope with those situations that's more productive and less harmful we're never gonna grow because if you consistently just take medication you're never actually gonna heal yeah what's your biggest advice you would give somebody suffering from either anxiety anxiety, depression depression or like know that even if it is a chemical imbalance and I'm not a licensed professional. We're so none please. of us in this room so, are licensed professionals. So understand that if you, <laughs> like, I do not know the depths of your diagnosis. So therefore, do not take what I'm saying. Take with it with a grain the, of salt. Yeah, exactly. Take it with a grain of salt. But realistically, especially in my experiences and the experiences of others that I've known to have mental illnesses, is that if you do not really seek what is bothering you you don't really try to better yourself if you don't actually try to have that self-work you're never going to get anywhere medication is not going to fix you you're going to end up needing more and more each day you really have to want it for yourself you really want to have to grow for yourself and you really have to understand what caused the imbalance because emotions are all chemical reactions so if you have an imbalance something caused it something created it If you have an extreme version of it, of course, you're going to need medication to help you wean yourself back. But it's not the end all be all. You will always get better. There's always a light on the other side. And there is always a relapse moment. And you will have the tools once you do the self-work where you want to relapse. You'll find yourself knowing how to deal with that. Let's normalize relapsing. Because they're definitely that definitely is. I learned that in a, health class. A, a normal thing to go through as you're trying to better yourself. Because we're always gonna go back for a brief. It's moment comfort to who we used to be. Because it's all we used to know. So let's normalize being okay that we can re- relapse and that it's not the end of the world. Exactly. Do you don't that. relapse and be like, oh, I'm never gonna get better. It's exactly. like, no, okay, I relapsed. What did I learn to get out of this? Exactly. Uh, so. What would what advice would you give yourself ten years ago to the ten years? Wait, 10 how years. I was like, how old am I? <laughs> how old are you now? Fourteen uh, <laughs> year old me. Fourteen. What would you give fourteen year old you advice on? Well, fourteen going on fifteen. Just fourteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I'm about to be fifteen in like two months, so that's that's the difference. Well, fifteen. Wow, I'm about 25. to be twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Just chill. Stop stop thinking so much about shit. And stop thinking that you have to impress others in order for your happiness. Because that's what I thought. I didn't have, quote unquote, friends growing up. Like the ones that stayed, the one that sticked. Mm. And I thought that it was because I wasn't cool enough. Or I, not cool enough. I didn't put myself out there enough. I wasn't engaging enough. Um, and I didn't... Um, 
comply or compromise or submit enough to the will of others and so i'll just tell myself like bitch fuck them become successful because you're gonna want to have that penthouse at fucking 25 and look at you now you still live with your fucking parents because what because you were afraid of something that was a minuscule moment in time wow that's that's like i still enjoyed myself because i i I had some good times but like i'm looking at it now i was like i wish i had my own place (laughs) (laughs) what would you give 10 years ago version of yourself advice on john uh 10 years ago yeah um just keep moving forward that's it just keep moving forward just keep it very simple i think 10 years ago i wasn't as wise or i wasn't uh, Imagine you were wise at 14 years old. I was just about to say that 14 year old, you. Yeah. I'm so wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, that is a thought teenage, teenagers would have, though. Like, yo, I'm so mature. <laughs> I definitely thought that, so yes. Yeah, so I don't want to give these this speech or like this this dialogue, or this whatever, to my 14 year old self that's not going to understand it because yeah. the only reason I understand it is because of the experiences that I went through. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell him hmm. to move forward. Yeah. Whatever is going on, don't stop. Just move forward. You know what I'll tell myself? Nothing. I'll just, I'll just be looking for me. I'm like, yo, that's me. You're like, yo, annoying. He about to get heartbroken He's right like, now. He about, to, he about to get heartbroken. Oh, shit. I know what's going to happen. Pulls out my phone. Just like, nigga, let me get this on camera. Like, nigga got the popcorn like, oh, this is what happened. Oh, that's what I look like. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would just be like, nah, he needs to learn on his own. Go. Yo, Go do that. That's perfect. Because yeah. at, at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade my experiences for anything because we need them yeah those are i wouldn't be have this mindset if i didn't go through what i went through part of our character arc our development in our i still wish i had my own place though (laughs) (laughs) i believe you'll get there (laughs) let's put it out there that you're gonna have your own place amen i accept it i receive it so thank you for tuning in to this episode of idol talk we had a guest very interesting conversation. Thank you for being here. Let's plug your social medias real quick. Um, follow me at let's do this AMSR, a- ASMR <laughs> <laughs> ASMR style. Um, follow me on Instagram at ITS dot K-R-I-S-M-A-R-I-E and on Instagram. Oh, wow, that was definitely Instagram. Sorry, I took the last of my shot. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, ooh, this is my limit. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, follow me on Instagram at it's Chris Marie. And so that's K-R-I-S-M-A-R-I-E. And then on Twitter at it's underscore Chris Marie. Because apparently it's that Chris Marie was taken. I didn't know that was a common name. Um, and follow my church at The Rock Church L-I and The Rock Churches. We do uh, talent shows. Uh, we do obviously services and we have an amazing church in Italy, Japan, London, uh, Mexico, Venezuela, you know, we're worldwide. So, you know, and we have music that we create. So, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks for plugging all that. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>